Just a few months ago, a young lady reached out to me and said, Pastor, I'm struggling with my faith. Specifically, she was struggling because she was not more positive as a Christian. And I think we all know people who exude positivity. I have no idea what is going on in their life, how they can be in the morning positive and at night positive. And their baby wakes them up and they're like, oh, it was so great, we got to spend more time together. Who knows, are they eating better Wheaties? What does it even mean? Well, I learned a few things from my dog. Now, some of you know that I have a poodle. And poodles, along with other character traits, are known to be smart and trainable and the butt of 50% of all dog jokes. And a lot of poodles are skittish. So I start reading all these books and I'm starting to discover, like, why is it so difficult for my dog to meet human beings? Well, the book said, dogs are uncertain. Dogs are fearful when they're uncertain. The very opposite of this positive attitude. Well, I think it's about the same for us as humans. She reached out specifically, not only to tell me that she's struggling with her faith, but she said, Pastor, do you ever struggle? Do you ever struggle with being positive and what do you do about it? Well, over these next few days, we're gonna be talking about things that we can do to be positive. And the way that we're positive is being positive. And what I mean by that is the only way that you can be positive is the opposite of uncertain, is being certain about things that happen in our life. How does it change your life when you know exactly where you stand with God? How does it change your life when you know that God loves you, when you know that your sins are gone, when you know where you will be, when you know that God has a purpose for your life? I think that matters to have this positive attitude, being certain of what God tells us. When you work with your employees, when you're working with your spouse, and sometimes just getting up in the morning. So let's pray that we can be positive about these things that we are positive about. God, the world is filled with uncertainties. We don't know how people feel about us. We don't always understand our purpose. We don't always know what we're doing or what will happen 10 minutes from now. However, in your wisdom, you gave us your word in the Bible. And in your wisdom, you gave us fundamental things that we can be sure of. And isn't that living out our faith? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's what it tells us in Hebrews. So we pray that we live our faith out being certain of these things. Amen. Okay, I want you to imagine this scenario that's happened to me countless times. You go to this party and there's like 15, 20 people there. You know some of them, but you don't know all of them. And you start making conversation with someone and it's actually going pretty good. And then, like three days later, you run into the same person. They have no idea who you are. Has that ever happened to you? Now that means one of two things. Neither A is that I'm meeting people in my dreams and it's not reality. And that's totally weird, so I don't think that's it. B isn't actually much better. B means that I'm not that memorable. And I think this is some of the appeal of the character that George Wendt plays in the sitcom Cheers. If you remember this show, it's gonna date me a bit. But he would walk into the bar and everyone would yell, Norm! 20 plus years later, I still remember that song. Making the day in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot, right? Wouldn't you like to get away? Or everybody knows your name. The reality is, though, we are so often forgotten and sometimes we just kind of bleed into the background and it's like, who am I and what am I doing and why do I even want, will anyone notice if I don't get up this morning? However, I think the key to being positive as a Christian and as a believer is remembering simply this. We have a God that not only knows how many hairs are on your head, it says in the book of John, just this thing. This is the Good Shepherd chapter. John chapter 10, 14 and 15. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep 
and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And, so not only does God know how many hairs on your head, not only does God know who you are, not only does God know your name, and in the, the Bible it says he etches your name on his hands, but, and, I lay down my life for the sheep. God knows all these things about you, and he loves you enough to go all the way to the cross. So in other words, you can be positive because you are positive that God remembered the cross so he could forget your sins, so he could remember you in heaven. Let's pray. Lord, keep us positive. It's so easy to be weighed down by trouble and all the things going on in our life, but we know that we are not invisible to you. You are not some divine being far away, but you know and care about the intricate details of our life, even enough to go into a cross just for us. Amen. This might be hard to believe, but I, I was able to go on spring break every year of my college career, and I'm pretty sure it's because my parents felt sorry for me. They'd say, okay, you work in the summer, you don't have to work in the spring, you can go on a trip. So we went most of the time to go skiing. So one year, we all pile into my friend's van, and it, I think the model was the Chevy Death Trap, and we're, we're driving down with all our stuff, and we go for like 20 hours through Nebraska, and it felt like we actually went back in Nebraska, and then back through Nebraska, but finally, we get to Wyoming. And if you've never been to Wyoming, in the winter, you'll see signs that say, watch for ice on the bridges. They'll have things that go down so people cannot travel on the highway. Well, that was the case. And in this instance, semis had literally been pushed off the icy highway on the side. So of course, my friend, thinking of safety, kept driving. Now, the worst thing you ever wanna do when you are driving in adverse conditions is to go with a Christian because he was positive where he was gonna go when he died. He just kept rolling and we're going and we're going like 70 miles an hour and suddenly he hits a bridge. We start spinning at 70 miles an hour. You ever feel like your life is kind of like that? Like it's just spinning out of control? Sure, you're making a little bit of progress forward, but it's like out of control. Well, when I think about how can you be positive in these situations as a believer, and what I share with people is here's how you can be positive because you are certain that God is in control. Just think about this. What kind of God do we have? We have a God who puts all the galaxies in their place with a single word. We have a God who says, I am your refuge and strength in Psalm 46. We have a God who stands at the edge of a boat and controls all the natural forces that are going on all around him. Then, actually when I'm really scared, I read this verse. And I know I'm a 42-year-old man and to think about this as a little kid is comforting to me. Isaiah 41, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, I myself will help you. If you ever feel like your life is out of control, I've been in the same spot. And even as an adult, I think it's a beautiful picture to think that God holds me by his right hand. And he says, you don't have to be afraid because I myself will help you. He does it on the cross and he does it on your life and he walks with you as you go to be positive because you're certain that God is with you. Let's pray. God, how can we be positive when the world seems like it's spinning out of control? We can be positive because we are certain. We are certain that you are in complete control and before the world was formed, you had a plan for our salvation. And when the world is destroyed, we know you have a plan for our redemption. We ask this all in Jesus' name, our Redeemer. Amen. All right, I have to ask you a question. 
Do you ever lie awake in your bed, just like staring at the ceiling, wondering about something that you thought you forgot? Did you forget to turn off the grill? Did you forget to send a birthday card? Did you forget to send an email? Did you forget your son's birthday? Did you forget to feed the dog? No, I'm kidding, I always remember to feed the dog. Now all these things, you know, they keep you awake and they actually tell you, the people who study this kind of stuff, say put a pad of paper and you should wake up and just write it down, get it out of your head so you can fall back to sleep. However, my guess is the things that keep you awake at night are not the things you forgot, but the things you can't forget. The things that you've done or the things you said or the way you've wrecked a relationship and it just weighs, weighs heavy on you. If you want to know how to stay positive in a situation, I can tell you this, it is nearly impossible to stay positive in any kind of life, in any kind of walk with God when you have all this baggage from work. Maybe your finances are, are tight or you're having a relationship issue or you're having all these struggles. I know it's absolutely impossible to find any kind of rest if you have the baggage of sin and the guilt and shame that goes with it. And when I tell myself, when people ask me about comfort, I find it amazing that what effort God went through to make sure that our salvation was secure. That he went all the way to a real cross and he died and he suffered and he went to hell just for you and me. But I find it even more fascinating, the effort that God went through to convince us that it's true. 700 years before Jesus came, God tells us and predicts that he would take on our iniquities and our sins on his back. And in the Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, God says our sins are far from us. It says in Isaiah 43 that our sins are blotted out, they're bleached out. And then God gives us this meal. And if you ever wonder, am I really forgiven? When God says, this is my true body and blood for the forgiveness of sins, who do you think he's talking to as you take that bread and you take that wine? There's no doubt, it's you. We can be positive in this world as we wake up and we don't have to lie awake at night because we're, we're, we're struggling because we know God took away our sins not just so we can sleep at night, he took our sins away so that we can be with him forever. That I am positive of. Let's pray. God, how can we be positive when we are so often weighed down by our own mistakes and the wrongs we do? We want to bury them and we don't want to know what they are. However, keep our eyes on a simple truth, one that makes sense to us, one that makes us positive and live differently, one that says very simply, we are your forgiven children. And let us rest in peace. Amen. My wife works at a library and so often she brings these books home and some of the ones that she brings for me to read are historical fiction novels. And I think, and you kind of get this idea of what it would have been like to live during that time. And I just read a book that happened during World War II and you would think that if you lived during World War II in London, it would be the most depressing time in your whole life. And this, you'd think, my lot in life has put me here where literally the blitz is happening around and my world is blowing up. However, Sebastian Junger did some studies and determined that the people who lived in London during World War II were in fact happy. They're happy for a simple reason. They had a purpose. They had a purpose to stay alive and win the war. Now we've been talking about how can we be positive as believers and what are some things that I tell people and we're positive that God has a plan for us. We're positive that God knows who we are. We're positive that our sins are gone. And you would think as a pastor, my last thing, of course I would tell them, when I'm really struggling, I think about heaven. I'm going to let you in on a secret. When I'm overwhelmed with work, when I'm overwhelmed with projects or there's relationships that are very difficult, I don't really think about heaven. The thing that gives me comfort is to know that we have a God who set out a purpose for me. This is what it says in Proverbs. 
The purpose of a person's heart are deep, but one who has insight draws them out. These are deep waters, it says. The one who has insight draws them out. And who better to draw the insight of your own purpose than our Lord? In Timothy, it says a little bit differently. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. God has called you to something different. And I find that there's a sense of comfort when I wake up in the morning and when I'm working with people or you're struggling to figure out, like, what am I going to be doing with my life? There's a sense of comfort that God not only has the plans for you, but God has a purpose for you that gives you reason and meaning to interact with people and to, to help people and to love people and to serve people all in Christ. And how do we do this? Because we're positive. We're positive God knows who we are. We're positive our sins are gone. We're positive we have a purpose in this life. And we eat. We're absolutely positive where we're going. Let's pray. God, today is a brand new day. Uh, we want to be happy, of course, but we know that happiness comes with being positive and there's a certain place where we stand with you. We know that we're forgiven in Christ and we know that you know who we are and there's a plan even for me and even for me, you have a purpose. Amen. Hey friends, you may or may not know that Time of Grace Ministries is 100% donor supported. You know what that means? We wouldn't be here without you at all. Thank you. We're so grateful for the ways that you allow us to encourage others with the word of God and God will move you in your heart to be able to, or to do that again. We'd, uh, we'd be so grateful. Click on the link below and you'll find more opportunities to support the ministry. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thank you so much for investing your limited time in checking out our podcast. And we would love so many more people to be able to hear about Jesus and grow in their faith too. So I know you're busy and you've already given us your time and you're ready to grab your phone and check your apps, but could you do us one huge favor and rate and review this podcast? Because the more of you that rate and review, the more people who will hear about Jesus and the more people that hear about Jesus, the better life gets with God. So thanks for taking some time. We pray you have a blessed day and we'll talk to you soon.